Hey everybody, this is Joseph Passar. Good morning. I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about today about business, whatever business you're in. I want to focus a little bit around your About Us page, your Omas, your, and how that ties into your mission statement and what your goals are. And matching that to truly being authentic. I'm going to go back and start to a job that I had when I was younger. I was a busboy at the Ritz-Carlton. And the motto, the credo they made you say every single day before you started work was, is we are ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. And they instill that in all their employees all over the world, no matter which hotel you go to. And they instill it and they make you believe it. And they hire people and surround themselves with people in the hotel that make you believe that. And that is why the Ritz-Carlton is so successful and so great. Not because of the thread count of their sheets. Not because of their gorgeous lobbies or anything else. Except when you walk in there, you are greeted by ladies and gentlemen who are there to serve ladies and gentlemen. So when you're putting your business together, no matter what it is, Know what you're doing. Know who you're doing it for. Know why you're doing it. Don't put in your profile that you're the best at something. Everybody today is the best. Everybody's genuine. Everybody's authentic. Now, okay, I've had a photography business for 15 years, so I'm gonna, my mindset is focused on that a little. You know, I'm the best photographer. I've won this many awards. I'm genuine. I'm passionate. These words are thrown around so many times. But what makes you passionate? What makes you authentic? What makes you the best? It's not enough anymore to just say that you are the best, that you are authentic, that you are candid. And all of these things. You've got to plunge a little deeper and understand what it is. When we used to have people come by our place, brides and grooms, to book us for photography. I would have their name. I would have their phone number, their email. I knew who they were before they were coming. I would go online and find out the music that they liked. Find out the tea that they drank. Do they like soda? Do they like iced tea? Are they popcorn fans? Movies? Whatever it is. And I would play. If they like Garth Brooks, I'd be playing Garth Brooks in the office, in the studio when they came in. If they like popcorn, I would make a batch. They loved cookies. I would do the same. And I didn't do it to be a fake or to be like, oh my God. We love the same things. How could you not work with me? I did it because I wanted them to know I cared about what they cared about. I cared about what they wanted. Remember, for 15 years, I've been a wedding and portrait photographer. And what that always meant to me was is they're trusting me to portray an image of them. How can I portray an image of them without knowing them? Even bigger, they trusted me to capture the memories on their wedding day. 
of all the friends and family members that they surrounded themselves with. And the hard work that they did to earn love and the hard work they did to make that guest count come together with all the friends and family, they trusted me to capture everything about that day. So I wanted them to feel like I got their back and I was willing to put in a little bit of effort to find out, to use my emotional instinct to find out what they want, who they are, and to notice. When I set out to be a photographer, my definition of a selfie was taking pictures of the world. That's all I wanted to do, was discover myself by looking through the lens at others, at other places, at landscapes. Then when I went and developed the film, printed up the pictures, that was the reflection of me. Today, so many people spend so much time looking in the mirror, looking at themselves in a phone. I guarantee you, for every selfie that you see online, about people that are influencers, about people that are doing this and that, they probably take 20 to 50 images of themselves before they pick that one. Then they run it through a filter, then they do all this and they do all of that, and they put up a picture. Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. Think about what you're doing. Think about your about us. If you're opening up a bakery, what is your bakery so special? What are the ingredients? Because the ingredients are more than water, egg, flour, and a sprinkle of salt. The ingredients is the hands that are kneading the dough to make the bread. How do you do it? Are you making each loaf by hand? Or are you mass-producing breads at a volume that's easy, obtainable, and inexpensive for people? Either formula is a win-win. Are you a dressmaker that really has a background as a tailor and completely cares about a custom fit of a dress? Or are you a dressmaker that just has and buys every brand on the market and you have inventory of everything a bride wants? And they can walk into your store and find any brand from all over the world. From Madison Avenue in New York City, to Spain, to Italy, to Milan. You have the brands in your store. And that's what makes you, you. That you've traveled. You've done the work to get to the point to make the sale. That's the about you. That's the about us. On a personal thing, my about us with me and my wife as photographers is about how different we are. We are so polar different on so many things. The music, the movies, the this, the that. But at the end of the day, we come together and see eye to eye, which is why We are a perfect combination at a wedding and why we've been so successful. We've had the gift of traveling around the world, taking pictures of people's weddings. People put us on a plane 
and fly us to a destination to be with their friends and family to capture their memories. The trust that they have, that is really what I'm selling. I'm not selling a photograph. I'm selling the trust. So in your business, reflect on that same thing. What makes you the best? Don't just say I am the best. What makes you genuine? What makes you candid? Plunge a little deeper in yourself. Plunge a little deeper in the concept of your business because that is what people want. Most of the time when people come back to a store, a restaurant, or any business service, is not just because what they're walking away from. It's the experience they get. If you're a retail store and you're at the checkout counter and somebody just made a purchase, do you hand them the bag over the table looking at the next customer? Or do you take two seconds and walk around the counter and hand them the bag of the purchase they made and look them in the eyes and say thank you? Big difference in experience. Big difference in opportunity. Well, I started off a little late today. Got a lot of personal things to do today and a lot of work to get done. Hope you guys have a great day and I'll speak to you tomorrow. Hey everybody, this is Joseph again. And I just wanted to add a little segment, a little footnote to the cast that I just threw out there. You know, I was 28 years old. I moved from New York City to Oslo because I was in love with a girl I met in Greece. We got pregnant, had a baby, and about two years after that, we decided to move back to the United States. Instead of going back home to New York, we went to Miami Beach. I didn't know a soul in the world. I have a contact in my pocket of where to begin and what to do. I had a bachelor's of fine art and photography. I had worked for some of the best photographers as a first assistant and a second assistant for years in New York City. I was a master printer in the darkroom. I knew my trade, I knew my skill. But from day one, I couldn't just go out and get a job. I had a trade, a very fine crafted trade, not a career. So I got a commission job selling Bell South telephone service from South Florida to North Florida through Hialeah, knocking door to door cold on businesses, trying to sell them telephone services, walking into stores that said no soliciting, and it didn't stop me. After that, I got a job as a busboy at the Ritz-Carlton. Again, I'm 29 years old, 30 years old, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I was the only fluent English-speaking white guy as a busboy in South Florida that had that job. I had a bachelor's of fine art from Parsons School of Design, but I had to do what I had to do because I needed health insurance. I had a wife and a kid, and I couldn't afford individual insurance with the rates America offered. So I knew... If I could get this job for three months, I would be insured fully, my family. 
Then all of a sudden, I could quit the job and go on something called COBRA, which allowed me to have that group rate insurance for 12 to 18 months. And that would give me the platform to take my trade and launch a career at 30 years old. I went from busboy to waiter very quickly in a few weeks. By the time I left that job, I was around people and talking to the managers that I probably could have gone in and driven myself into the management program of the Ritz-Carlton, but that's not what I wanted. When I was done with that job, I was done with that job. It served its purpose, but I worked my ass off and I did what I had to do to have the patience and the courage to take my trade that I developed and worked so hard at to build a career. And I just wanted to add that because all of a sudden it sounded like when I was younger, I was a busboy. No. Today I'm 45. I'll be 46 this summer. So when I was younger, yeah, of course I was younger in its reality, but I was 29, 30 years old. Point being is do what you got to do to be what you want to be. And I just really wanted to add that little thing so people didn't think I was a teenager as a busboy. And I wanted to keep this as real and true as I can. Thanks a lot for listening, and I look forward to speaking again tomorrow.